The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, once known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan! And also we have Mr. BNE, the man in the middle. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you a reason to tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving, if he's pushing Phoenix. We're bringing the cutting edge on this boy season. Phoenix alone, show them how it's done. VoiceAmericaSports.com Good evening, everybody. On this Friday evening, I got my man back. I'm your host of Hard Hitting Radio, Mark McMillan. I got my man back in the studio. B&E. Always in the house. And we got a special guest, too. His daughter's in the house, too. Bakara. She's listening. She's texting. She's taking the place of my son, Isaiah. Usually, he'd be playing the game. But That's right. We got Bakara on the line. That's right. It's it's so the first time we've been on since we've been for the, for the, for the year. New Year's. That's for the, right. For the New Year's. That's so right. Happy New Year happy to New you. Happy New Year. That's right. Uh, everything was going good last week. We miss you. Uh, That's but, right. You know, Corey, Corey Chavis was uh, gracious enough to come on. Him and Ray Knock Thompson held it down. That's right. Uh, you held it down a couple of weeks ago with Ray That's Ellis. Right. No doubt. And I was down in Pasadena. That's right. Hey, but, but, but Mac, before we go even further, man, let's, let's give a shout out, man, a special, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Haiti, man. Amen. You know, they're having a hard time right now, you know, uh, almost two million homeless, man, and a lot, a lot of lives lost, a lot of... A lot of things going on right now, man, and that's how we need to start our show out. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely always uh, give our shouts out like that. Uh, you know, a couple of people that helped us along the way. That's right. Uh, he and I know he's down there in Oregon. That's right. Uh, if we can get together, maybe get some uh, shirts made up, uh, send them over there, some clothing. Uh, you know, that's Hydrate right. 2 uh, That's right. What was a big uh, help for us as far as water. That's right. Uh, maybe they can team up with us as well. Uh, I'll pay for the shipping. If, that's right. Uh, you know, if they just mail it to my house, I'll definitely pay for the shipping to ship it over there to, you know, just – it may not, you know, be a lot, but but just you know, every little bit helps. And, and, and no doubt, man, and, and and that's what it's all about, man. Coming to the aid of others, man. And you know, we we're all human, no matter if we're Americans or uh, other different national. But we're all human, man. And, and and that's when we need to come to someone's aid. And uh, you know, big, uh, Alonzo Mourning is real big with that. I right. uh, seen him on on TV the other day, and right. actually was moved to tears with what he's seen. And you know, I, I admire him for uh, the change that he's made all the way from. Uh, Georgetown with some right. of the things that he's went through, is, uh, you know, beaten deaf, right? Uh, you know, with the transplant and everything, and and, and even uh, Wyclef John, right, right, uh, who has a big uh, episode on tonight with a lot of celebrities raising a lot of money for that as well. And, and, and it's a need for it, man, for for not only us to talk about it, man, but but to be about it, man. Put your money where your mouth is. Action, man. It's time to get in action. Love is action, man. And when you think of action, that's right. You think of action, Jackson, Jackson, K. Jack. That was a great segue. We got a, we got a special 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 guest on the line. Uh, I grew up watching this young man on my 
bed. I, I said a couple of things when we're off the air, but I'm not going to put it on, on the air like that. <laughs> but but he did he did he did uh, have some bling bling back in the day. I don't I don't know how it went. You know, Jamel Holloway is from California, uh, and them, them brothers they were talking about the U. Them brothers was rocking the bling and the fur coats. Oh man, I, I tell you, I tell you, they they were in another pro team, man, in college, man. The way they got paid, man, I was kind of envious of K Jack, man. <laughs> Hey, Jack, could you just explain to us, uh, just, you know, to the people that's out there listening, uh, you know, what was your experience like at Oklahoma? Because back then, uh, Oklahoma was that team. Yeah, Oklahoma, that was a great experience. I think about all the seniors that graduated with us, those guys who came out, namely Ricky Dixon, Brian Bosworth, Tony Casillas, I mean, some names who made it to the NFL and had some great career, had a great career in the NFL. But that team was 42-5-1, and a dominating team in the Big 8 at that time, now known as the Big 12. But, you know, the problem was when you look at those five losses, three of the five losses are to the U. So commonly when everybody asked me, they said, y'all had a great rivalry against the U. I said, rivalry denotes that you won every now and then. That's right. We never beat the University of Miami. They had such a dominating dominating team. I mean, just with great athletes down there. But uh, my time at Oklahoma with Coach Switzer, Barry Switzer is an unbelievable coach, one of the winningest coaches of all time. Uh, the talent that we had there, the wishbone, and, and, um, and the great defenses that we put up week after week. That was just a fun time. There's nothing like winning football. But but I tell you, you put tight end on the on the on the map though. Another level of tight end. You know, even though you're a running team, but you know how you pass, how they pass the ball to you, and how you were so successful at you the know, tight end position. That was really interesting because you know people always ask me why did you, how did you end up at the University of Oklahoma, and I said I ended up at the University of Oklahoma because they recruited this white quarterback out of Henrietta, Oklahoma that was supposed to be the best quarterback at that time, and he signed with Oklahoma, uh, came there for a couple years, ended up getting injured, transferred into UL, I mean UCLA, uh, namely Troy Aikman. So that was a great reason to go to Oklahoma, but after he got hurt in the game against Miami, we went back to the wishbone, ended up beating uh, Penn State in the national championship. And Troy Aikman transfers out. I'm stuck there in the wishbone. But you know what? Sometimes B and E and Mark, you got to make the best of wherever you are. That's and right. I tell kids that all the time. Everybody's so quick to want to transfer and leave and go find new opportunities. But I stayed there, you know, made the best, and and ended up getting drafted uh, to Philadelphia. You know, a 13th pick, being in an offense that really didn't throw the ball much. But I tell you what, you. I, I tell you what, I, I used to just watch you, Jack. I, I mean, not to just pull your chain or anything like that. And, and I know we had one of the best tight ends. And if I could kind of cover, and it was a, I, I tell you how I honed my skills, just trying to cover you down the seam and try, try to cover you on those different options, Rob. And if I knew if I could just be a second step behind you, I could cover <laughs> e, any tight end in, in the NFL. Now, you know, McMillan, you know how that you know how that gang green defense was in Philadelphia. He wasn't that nice as he sounded like he is on the air when we were out there practicing again against each other. They were trying to behead me, man. I said, wait a minute, guys, I'm on your team. You know, I tell Byron Evans, I'm on your team. You have to tell you have to remind Andre Waters, Wes Hopkins, and Byron Evans, Seth Joyner, you have to remind them constantly, hey, we're teammates. Right. Don't That's try right. to kill me out here. That's right. Yeah, like, you know, he's sitting here with a with a good smile on his face and uh, you know he's got the glasses on he's the minister right now but I, I you know, like I said I, I was I grew up uh, you know watching you guys play and end up uh, playing on the same team and uh, I didn't get the privilege of the playing with you uh, the year I got there that's the year uh, you, you left so uh, you know I, I always like I said I grew up watching you ever since Oklahoma so you know and then watching you in Philadelphia the connection that you and Randall had 
was one of the best connections in the NFL, and uh, he, his his play definitely uh, had to change uh, once you left. You know, Keith Byers became his main guy uh, pretty much out of the backfield, but when you were there, uh, you guys had a, a, a very good connection going. Well, you know, Buddy Ryan was Buddy Ryan was a unbelievable talent finder. I mean, you know, he'll find talent anywhere. Go to Arkansas State, find you know Fred Fred Barnett. Goes down to UTEM, find Seth Junior. I mean, you know, finds Clyde Simmons, and so you know he would find talent anywhere. But the the thing that he said to me, he said after watching Jimmy Giles, and you and we all remember That's Jimmy right. Giles Jimmy played Giles. down at Tampa Bay <laughs> and Doug Williams. They actually went into Chicago with that team and gave Chicago fits time after time, and he realized that a tight end could control the middle of the field and control the defense and cause the defense to change a lot of things that they were doing. And he told me, I remember seeing him, he said, "If I don't think you're dropped to the 13th pick of the draft, but if you do, I'm taking you to come to Philadelphia. And, and I dropped to the 13th pick, and uh, Buddy Ryan was right there to do exactly what he said. And, you know, that matchup down the middle against linebackers who have to, like you know, when Byron Evans talking about it, he, he had to hone his skills but you got to understand that Byron Evans has to play the run, too. Right. So his thought process is i got to play this offensive guard that weighs 300-some pounds, but yet still i got to look at this tight end and make sure he doesn't get down the seam. That's a lot of responsibility for linebackers, and so they, they definitely have to – if you got a tight end that can really run, it puts them in a difficult position, and that's exactly what we had when we were at Philadelphia, um, uh, as well as moving key buyers to several different positions because we could be in any formation at any time. I don't know if you have a team – Indianapolis Colts might be the closest to that where you could take, you know, Dallas Clark and move him around and, and all that, and you're in different formations. But it's very difficult to guard when you don't know what formation you're going to be in. But just think if you, you were given an opportunity to be thrown the ball 100 times, 100-plus times as these guys are, and, and uh, these guys are in Indianapolis, how, how do you feel about that? Well, it's different. You know, it's different. When I look at my numbers, especially as a tight end, you go back and you look at the great Ozzie Newsom. You look at you look at uh, you look at Kellen Winslow. You you know you, you start looking at those guys, uh, Mike Dicka. You start looking at guys that are in the NFL. Uh, they basically, you know, they didn't throw the ball as much when they played. They didn't throw the ball. It was all about defense and three yards in a cloud of dust. Right. Uh, we played, but also the rules of engagement were different. The bump and run was legal past five yards, even though it was in the rule book. It never was caught. The fact that you could be held downfield, it was all okay. It was about being physical and all that. So the game has changed not only are they throwing the ball so much more, but the thought process of they've changed the game so the offense can be successful. So now you have tight ends catching 90 balls, yeah. scoring all these <laughs> touchdowns in a time where you know they're running so free down the seam. You know, I used to I used to say some of the stuff that happened to me, somebody should have got ten to twenty years in jail for. <laughs> yeah, the game has de- definitely changed, and uh, we can all look. You know, I'm sure we all look back as as far as me being a defensive back uh, with some of the calls that they make now. Uh, I know guys in our era would definitely not be playing uh, in this era, and and some of the things that, you, like you say, you're basically you were getting raped. Yeah, going down the field, around the field, and yeah, but, but I guess you really couldn't complain with the defense that you had on the other side of the ball. They were, what, you they know, were, it was great to training. know that when you went three and out, you probably be back in in three plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were some trained killers on the other side of the ball. Oh man, but you know, you're right. Iron sharp is iron, sharp and iron, and I think that that when you look at the teams that 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 man, I, I know we probably get to this that are playing uh, against each other, uh, playing playing in the playoffs, and you start looking at them, you start looking at their defense. You start looking at the offense and the fact that if, when they go against each other, you know it's going to make you considerably a lot better when you're going one on ones. You know. 
And your your experience, uh, obviously, you started off in Philadelphia, then went down to Green Bay, uh, was part of that Super Bowl championship team, uh, played with two great quarterbacks, uh, Randall Cunningham and Brett Favre. Uh, what what was your uh, experience uh, coming from Philadelphia, then going to Green Bay, uh, knowing that your heart and soul was was in Philadelphia? Well, it was hard, you know. Actually, actually, quick correction, McMillan. I went to Miami first. Oh, that's right. I slipped down to Miami. Had Dan Marino. I can't leave my man Dan out. Okay. Dan was Dan is a you talking about quarterback. I had three great quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right about that. As a matter of fact, I like you know, comical joke. My wife started sitting there. So you had Dan Marino, you had Brett Favre, and you had Randall Cunningham. You had Buddy Ryan, you had Don Shula, and you had Mike Holgram. She said, oh, "Were you that good of a player? You just had great coaches and great <laughs> quarterbacks." Right. So the thought process of what we had, it was difficult actually to go to Miami and to come back and play against Philadelphia. You were there at the time when I think we came back and played that game. Yeah, we that was one that. of the hardest games right. that right. I ever played. I mean, I'm, it, this is the team that, that I grew up on. They were all like family. We were so closely right. knit in Philadelphia because we constantly had trouble with management that we had to become such a strong uh, team just to go out and compete and win games that when you came back, when I came back to to, to, to Philadelphia, it was like I was, it was like I was having an out of body experience. Right. I actually, did not have a good game. We ended up winning the game. I had a horrible game, and I was glad it was over. Glad we won, but boy, I tell you, it was one of the toughest games I ever played in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. I think uh, Shula won. He, he did broke some kind of record, but yeah, yeah, he got three twenty five and right. win. So right. yeah, that was. Yeah, I was on the sideline looking. And I, now, like I say, I was a fan. You know, back then I was sitting on the side. I was just playing special teams and. And here I am all of a sudden, uh, I'm in Philadelphia, I'm in the National Football League, and I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's Keith Jackson. I was, <laughs> I was excited, but I knew on the other hand, you know, I knew uh, being in the meetings, uh, Wes Hopkins and, and Andre Waters, they was like, you know, that's K-Jack, but uh, he going to have to get it just like everybody else get it. Man, <laughs> man, and when Andre said that, man, you know, you had to watch yourself. <laughs> it was <laughs> that defense, and I don't think anybody understands. Number one in all three categories. There's only been a few defenses that ever been able to do that. Number one against the pass. Number one against the run. Number one total defense. I mean, just a few that did that. And you know what happened to Buddy Ryan and Byron. Byron can chime in on this, but Buddy, Buddy said to me one time, and it was right before the deal went down. He said, "We're two offensive linemen away from winning the Super Bowl." You know, because our defense, you couldn't score against them. It was just that we needed a couple offensive line. Randall Cunningham was running for his life most of the time, (laughs) but he had that ability to do it. But if he could set in the pocket or we could establish a running game the way we should have been able to, we would have been, you know, you you had an opportunity to win a Super Bowl there. You had an opportunity. So Buddy knows a lot about the game, and I totally believe him when he says that. And you can tell now by his son. You can see a whole lot of similarities with his son. Yeah, right. you sure can. Right. How about the statement he said? Uh, some guy said something bad against me. He said, "Man, I step over guys like they on the way to a fight." Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got the same demeanor. But that defense, I mean, and, and, and that's what Buddy was about: building the defense first. Uh, and and when you and when you look at Rex, Rex has done a great right. job of putting together defense and a defensive package to to disrupt quarterbacks. Unfortunately, he's going against one of the best that ever played the game this weekend, and and he'll read everything before it happens. So that's going to be a tough matchup uh, for their defense versus Peyton Manning. And your experience uh, when you went down to Green Bay, obviously playing uh, with the ageless number four Brett Favre down yeah. down in Minnesota now. Uh, your experience uh, being with Philadelphia, being with Minnesota—I mean, with uh, with the Dolphins—then going to Green Bay, uh, teaming up with uh, Reggie White down there, 
Um, yeah, great cast. You know, you had a great group of guys. Uh, added some guys late. Uh, Andre Risen, who started the Super Bowl off with a touchdown catch. Uh, explain right. explain uh, your experience down in Green Bay uh, with the fanfare being playing in Lambeau. Green, Green Bay was a great experience. I mean, uh, when you think about the Packers, and you know, you go back to Lombardi. You know, you think about a guy by the name of John Facenta. Now, McMillan, you're too young to remember him. He was the guy that used to do voiceovers. You hear that really raspy voice, and he and he would say stuff like Lombardi. The name alone speaks of duels in the mud and snow, you know. And so it, it goes back to those days. There's such a rich tradition. But the fact that the team is owned by just the, the, the community, and it'll never leave Green Bay, wow. there's so much buy-in. So everybody's about the Green Bay Packers winning. I think the pivotal moment was not only when Ron Wolf, who, who, who went there, but and Mike Holgram, but I think that pivotal moment was Reggie White decided that he would go to Green Bay. And, and and that he said God told him to go to Green Bay. That was the pivotal moment because it made it okay for every player who used to think of Green Bay as the place, if I act up, the coach is going to trade me to Green Bay, so I'm going to do the right thing to stay here. <laughs> right. It opened up that door of, hey, Green Bay may not be a bad place. Reggie White's there. And anywhere Reggie went, there were that was this team unity. And winning championship is all about 53 guys being on one page. And uh, and Reggie White had the ability to do that. Now we had great coaches, and like you said, that was a great, great, great. Brett Favre was there, and you know you had Dorsey Levens and Edgar Bennett, and and Robert Brooks and Mark Chamura, and on defense you had Reggie and Santana Dotson and Gilbert Brown, and and you can name all those names. Great players, no right. question about it. But there's a lot of great players on great teams and never won a championship. This is something different. It's a different environment to run out on Lambeau Field and and and, and see those fans that are there regardless if you're one and 15 or if you're you know undefeated they're going to be right there in those stands and they're going to be cheering their hearts out for you it was a special time in my career uh that ended in new orleans when we ended up winning the super bowl and that was a great experience too that's all pro all world all big eight all big great the man the man, K Jack. K what what you got going on now? Uh, any kind of foundations? Any charity work you got? Yeah, going on? I appreciate you asking. Um, I had a vision when I was in Philadelphia to start a charity in my hometown, Little Rock, Arkansas. Sweet. Uh, and basically, it's called Park Positive Atmosphere Reaches Kids. Uh, we've uh, we take students who have very low GPAs. We attack their deficiencies, raise those GPAs, and we send them to college. We've partnered up with so many different colleges in in, uh, in Arkansas. I have uh, third, like 31 renewable scholarships. So when our kids who are struggling academically, we take them through this five years of deficiency attacking work. By the time they get to the 12th grade, basically they're on the same level of most kids in high school. And uh, we send them off to college. And uh, so far, we've got, I mean, we have over 213 kids that have gone off to college. Currently, I think it's 156 that are in colleges around the state of Arkansas. It was the University of Arkansas, Washita Baptist, UCA. But you know, it's about transforming lives. I wanted to, I wanted to take all the stuff I learned uh, from the NFL, all the stuff I learned from my upbringing, from going to church and the community that we were we were grew up in, and bring it into one place where we could affect kids' lives uh, every day. And I've been able to do that in Little Rock. And like I said, I mean, and the fact of having 16 kids so far who have graduated from colleges and now are out in the workforce and making money. 
that would have been kids who have dropped out of high school, it has really been uh, uh, something special to me. And, and as we know, guys, we play in the NFL and at pro sports. Most guys, when they leave the game, they lose their life because their identity is tied with it. Uh, to be able to step away and get, have another purpose and be driven by that purpose and have a passion for that purpose has actually been more fulfilling to me than actually helping the kids that are here in this Arkansas area. That's K-Jack, all pro, all world. Love the kids. Come on, <laughs> K-Jack, rap star. K-Jack, K-Jack, come on, hey, I come on, video star. Come on, K-Jack. I think it was a couple months ago, B&E. Uh, we're, we're, I cannot believe y'all still talking about me being a rapper. You know, it's two people need to give up rapping, me and Shaquille O'Neal. I've decided that I'm done with it, and Shaquille needs to be finished with it. But you're still in America, though, KJ. <laughs> Only in America. Only in America. Is there a, is there a website uh, anybody can get in contact with you? Uh, yeah, as far as po- maybe, uh, positivekids.org. That's where I am, positivekids.org. Uh, the other thing, just tossing it out there, I probably do 60 speaking engagements a year, motivation, education. And, uh, sports, you just name it. I do it, and uh, and 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 been busy this month. I've had uh, uh, like five speaking engagements with motivational speaking with Verizon Wireless, as well as some other companies. So, uh, man, I'm I mean I'm busy. Charity, PositiveKids.org. Uh, you thinking about having a speaker? It's KeithJackson88.com. KeithJackson88.com. If you need somebody, if you need somebody to speak. He's still an eagle to me. I don't, you know, I, that's just me, man. I, I, I seen, I, I remember the dolphin uniform. I remember you guys coming down to Philly. Uh, remember seeing you in Green Bay. But uh, like everybody say, once you played in Philly, you know, I, I had the opportunity to play on different teams as well. And 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 every player I talked to, uh, you know, the late great Andre Ward said the same thing. Him and Seth when they played with the Cardinals, uh, coming back into the vet. You know, you want to win, but uh, knowing the guys that you went to war with for so many years. You just know their mentality, and as far as a defensive player, our mentality was, you know, take no prisoners. No. And, uh, you know, we're going to do whatever we got to do to win the game. Uh, that's just, you know, Buddy wasn't there. I had Bud Carson, but uh, like I say, I played with, uh, with with some of the great players that you played with, and their whole mentality, like you say, Byron sits here now, but before the game, man, he was <laughs> he was pacing up and down the, the locker room. Uh, you know, some you know some guys are you know rah rah guys. He just you know he had his public enemy on and you know rocking his PE. And <laughs> <laughs> he, he, had, he had a big Snickers bar. He's like, hey, this is all I need, man. This, you know, and, Let's make it happen. And, and once the game started, man, he was he was a, definitely a, a different person and definitely raised my play up. Uh, if I give up a pass or something, he'll just give me a look like, "Let's go." He said, are you, you know, are you working today or are you out there playing? <laughs> you had Eric Allen on the other side, right? Yeah. That's right. I had, so you got picked on a lot. Yeah, I got picked on a lot until I had to, you know, put out the fire, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but you did, you handled your business now. I watch you. And, you know, the whole other thing is, is like, okay, he plays a lot bigger than his size, so don't think you can just go pick on him. So, I, you know, we had that conversation, so I already know. You know, and watching uh, watching you play out there the year we had, but you know, when you think about Philadelphia, and like you said, when, once you're in Philly, you kind of you kind of become a part of Philly, get in your heart. But that that defense, but even that mentality is kind of the city. You know, no doubt. the city takes no prisoner. You know, it's called the city of brotherly love. <laughs> they might need to rename it. <laughs> you know, it just takes no prisoner. They don't they don't play in the Philly area. That's just kind of the way it is. You kind of get used to it. You know it. And that defense was kind of the same way. And it kind of, you know, like, you know, you look at some of the play. A lot of people talk about Michael Vick, the way he played. Uh, but Randall Cunningham, I, I will lobby to to the, to I leave this earth. Uh, definitely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 
considerably, uh, with, like you said, some of the issues that you guys had on the line, uh, didn't have a really good running game, relied heavily on the defense. And for him to even, you know, be able to elevate his game, be named MVP, All-Pro to, uh, you know, numerous times, uh, without an offensive line was was incredible. You know, you know, the other thing is, and then I think this is the argument to, 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 to actually uh, legitimize what you're saying. And Randall Cunningham was a, was a guy who was not a pocket passer. He was an escape artist, basically make plays any way you can type of guy in Philadelphia. What makes him a, a, a great quarterback and a Hall of Famer, he was able to reinvent himself in Minnesota. The fact he made himself into a pocket passer, stayed in the pocket, threw the ball downfield, you won't be able to find anybody else that's ever done that. If you look at Fran Tarkenton, his escapability in running and throwing the ball, he did that for his whole career. Right. That's just the way he did. Michael Vick would do it for his whole career. Randall Cunningham turned himself from a, a, a escape artist, a moving passer, into a pocket passer, and you won't find anybody else. Steve, Steve, Young, Steve Young was a runner from beginning to end. <laughs> he ran and made plays when the play went open. Randall Cunningham is probably the only quarterback that you will find that did that. And, and that's a good point that you no bring doubt. up. Uh, you know, when he had the weapons down there, he had Walsh in the slot. Uh, Chris Carter was playing all over the field. He had a young Randy Moss. Uh, they led the league in scoring, broke all kind of NFL records. He ended up being the MVP of the league. Uh, like you say, he definitely, for, for you be able to transcend your game or change your game, uh, especially at the quarterback level in NFL, it's like I said, it's tremendous. Well, you had to do that. I mean, you you know, you, you went from Alabama where you're this great corner, undersized. You had to go to the nickel, and everybody said, can he play outside the nickel? Can he get to that corner? I mean, you know, guys are able to do that, but it takes a lot of commitment, and I think that it's understated too many times how hard that is. And so you had to, you had to fight to get to that corner where I'm a, I'm a every down corner. I'm not a nickel guy. And, uh, you know, and B&E probably had to fight that, you know, on third down. That's I want right. to be in on third down. I want to be a part right. of play. And so you, you, you want to be an every down guy not everybody is right but you want to be an every down guy and and, and Randall Cunningham was able to 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 do that and, and I admire him for that you know K-Jack in America K-Jack we appreciate it man and uh coming back on man and we, we we really appreciate you man and uh you know I was a big fan of yours as well man I could always watch you I remember the the, the complete game you uh Philadelphia against the Redskins Oh my goodness! Coming up, <laughs> K Jack in America. Only K Jack in America. That was a great game, Benny. You remember no doubt. That? I remember. When, when that. They, I think they jumped out on us like 20, 24 points. The game looked like it was over, and, and all of a sudden we came back. And man, I mean, touchdown, fumble recovery, pick up, pitch it. I mean, we did everything possible <laughs> to get back in that game. That was a, that was a great game. Somebody asked me one of the, what's the, one of the greatest games you ever played in in the uh, uh, NFL, and that's the game. Washington Redskins, Red I think Skins. the score was That's like it. 42 to 37. RFK. It <laughs> was a battle. Keith Jackson. Only. They talked about Mark Bavaro, Chamura. No. K Jack, uh, no, not no. You know Brett Jones, Brett Jones, uh, no, not a. What's the guy? I don't even know his name. We just called him Hokey from Pahokee down in Dallas. What was his name? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even remember that guy's yeah. name because I, I don't remember. I try not to remember right. anybody's name from but the Cowboys. Keith but Jackson. Keith Jackson was definitely number. Number we're, 88 in your program, number one in your hearts. We appreciate it, K-Jack. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Call me and let me know when you need me to talk again. All right, we appreciate it. All right, then. That's Keith Jackson Keith right Jackson. there, everybody. Uh, make sure you check him out. Uh, go to his website. Uh, if you need somebody to speak, 
He's he's available. Positivekids.org. So if you're out there listening, if you're listening to the show, uh, make sure you give Keith a call. Definitely an inspiration. Definitely a positive young man. No doubt. Uh, definitely a class act on and off the True. field. Uh, so it's great. Uh, if you want to call in, uh, voice your opinion, 888-346-9144. We got a couple of things that we're going to talk about. The NFL playoffs, the championships is coming up. That's right. Uh, we got the NBA All-Stars. We're definitely going to hit that up. AI, should you or should you not? Give up your spot. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But uh, first, we got the Jets, and we got a little, got a little music. So we got to take this quick break. Let's go. Uh, continue to listen to Hard Hitting Radio. I'm your host of the show, Mark McMillan, with my man in the middle, B and E, and Bakara over there, Texas. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Hi, this is Dr. Vijaya Nair. Together with my dear friend, Dr. Howard Piper, we are hosting our own show called Kiss Your Life Hello. We are two internationally recognized experts, researchers, authors, and health advocates in holistic medicine and counseling. We promise you a fantastic show with interesting guest experts to educate and entertain you with the latest information on mind, body, and spirit wellness. Join us on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you there. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning back in to Hard Hitting Radio. I'm your host, Mark McMillan, with my man in the middle, B&E. B&E, out there. 
Uh, Corinne, if you're out there listening, I know she'll be in the studio next week. We got a, a NFL alumni golf tournament. Uh, Kwame Lasser is out there. Okay, if you're out there, man, uh, definitely appreciate you putting me and Byron down for the tournament. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you can also hear Kwame's show on the network too. That's Kwame Lasseter Sports. That's my man, 42 from the Cardinals. That's right. And the Rams and the Chargers. So if you're out there listening, man, I definitely appreciate you always looking out for us. So that's my man, a little shout out. So, Kareen, if you're out there, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you in the studio. Finally, you'll be in the studio with my man, B&E. That's right. That's right. We'll make it happen. It's, it's enough room. All the way from Eugene, Oregon. Make it happen. Coming down. To Phoenix, Arizona. That's so right. we can get rid of this rain, though. If this rain, 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 go away. Hey, the rain makes everything clear, clean. How's makes the garden? It grow? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I know, the I know you're talking about the garden. Now, we're talking about a big physical young man right growing. here. Growing. With greens, string beans. Giant. That's it. <laughs> Corn. That's it. Squash. Tomatoes. Hey, I'm everything. Coming over. I'm coming Lettuce. Over. I'm bringing the kids over. Carrots. Right. Isaiah, Jasmine, if you're out there, listen, we got to get our grocery so, bag. We going, community garden. We're going to the B&E grocery store. Community right. garden. We're going to the Evans store. How about that? Not Bob Evans. All natural. <laughs> Not Bob Evans. We're, That's going, right. we're going to the Evans. All natural. So Adrian, if you're out there listening, I know you've been working hard. We're going to bring you back home some greens. There you go. I know you like some greens, girl. I know you you're out there listening. Tell spinach. All, all your girls out much there spinach. listening. And I know I brought some, I brought some enchiladas. Okay. And the kid's mom, she took it to work. They thought it was from a Mexican restaurant. No doubt. That's how I do. That's Mexico. Go ahead, little man. Yeah, yeah. You know I was born in L.A., South Central. But who will be in the Super Bowl? Who will be in the Super Bowl? That's our pick this week. We That's got, right. We got the Jets. That's right. Young. Incredible Jets, you know Sanchez, young Sanchez. Wow, Viva Sanchez! No Tio, no Tio Sanchez. He got out of USC just in time because they about to get hit with the penalties. Wow, wow. So so Sanchez, obviously, he knew something that Pete Carroll might say. Hey, Mark, you need to get up out here. That's right. But 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 you look at the Jets, man, and 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 how they how they got into the playoffs. J E T. Jets, Jets, Jets. And you you look at it how they got into the playoffs. This team plays. For 60 minutes, man. The same type of mentality that the Steelers played last year with the Avengers, man, on the verge, man. Just uh, total disruption. And they're playing great. Got the all-world, all-pro, Revis on the outside. That's right. Who's going to have a tough matchup. He's going against uh, one of the best quarterbacks, Peyton That's right. Manning. That's right. Uh, Reggie Wayne is looking forward to the challenge. Uh, two class acts. Uh, neither one of these guys are throing dirt at each other. Uh, they both know that they're, they're two of the best athletes in the game. Uh, Reggie Wayne's one of the best receivers That's in the right. game. Revis is you know, arguably one of the best corners uh, in the game. You know, besides Charles Woodson, uh, congratulations to him, one of the defensive That's right, MVP defense player of the year. That's right. But, but Revis is every time I see this guy, you know, playing that position and something, and, and something no, special, and knowing how hard it is. Yeah. And this guy is pretty much, you know, you talk about Deion Sanders, right. uh, Eric Allen, Daryl Green, some of the guys we we grew up playing against and playing for. That's right. And for this guy to take half the field, right. And say, I got this guy is incredible. That's, that's something special, man. He has to have some type of confidence about himself, some inner confidence. And, and, and it takes a special person to be able to do that, man. But but I tell you more than anything, it's just how the Jets control the ball. You look right. at Rex Ryan and how he, how he doesn't put Sanchez out there into the fire too much, man. He lets him control the game, man. Take his shots, control the game. And, and, and man, by the way they play the game, man, they can, they can beat anybody, man. And handing the ball off to uh, Jones back to who's having right. a, a career year. Uh, you know, every now and then, Braylon er- uh, Edwards will catch a cold every now and That's then right. because I don't know what's wrong with his hands. But you look at this offensive line, man, and how they got those 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 big guys up front, man, in the offensive line that's controlling the line of scrimmage, man. And, and you can tell by the way that they drafted them offensive lines, a, a, a number one draft pick, a number one draft pick offensive line. And those guys are really doing what they're getting paid to do, man, taking care of the ball. So it should be an exciting matchup. Very uh, exciting. Like you said, when, when you got a team uh, – 
up against the wall. Nothing right. to lose. Nothing to we're, lose. We're going in. Uh, this is this is who we are. Except the championship game. The Nothing championship to lose, game. but except uh, you know, the championship. That's some pressure now. You got a young quarterback right. who was, uh, you know, playing at USC was That's always right. under pressure anyway. That's right. Uh, you know, obviously it's, it's a different kind of pressure when you're in the NFL, but he was bred for this. That's right. Uh, you know, since coming out of USC. And, and I think it helps him out a whole lot because of the way the mentality of Rex Ryan is. You right. know, a home, home, home kind of guy and just, you, you know, he, he keeps everything even, even kill, man. And, and he goes out and tells him, hey, guys, we're just playing football and we're happy to be here. Let's do our best. No extra pressure, man. You know, great coach, man. Great, great for the Jets, man. But, but also, then, then on the other hand, then on the hand, you got the coach Cotwell. They've been, they've been there before. Right. The coach has been the top team before. The top offense. The defense is starting to come around. Right. And then you have number eighteen. Number eighteen is no joke. Peyton Manning. He's almost like uh, Brett Favre. When you have Peyton Manning quarterbacking, minus minus the tw- minus the twenty five years. When everything is on <laughs> when everything is on the line, uh, my you know I, my hat goes off to that's you right. know, to what he does. And that's right. My, my I'm going in uh, not saying because they're the favorite or they're playing the home team. Hey. Uh, I picked I picked uh, Indianapolis to win, but it's going to be a very close game. But 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 you can you you could tell that from the beginning. Indianapolis is the coach has been the the top team from the beginning, man. From the beginning, Codwell stepped in. You know, after Tony Dungy left, stepped in and done a great job. The guys have been real receptive around him, man. Doing a really good job, and 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 as long as they have that big guy on the outside rushing the passer. <laughs> the Colts are getting after people. I mean, that's Indianapolis, man. They're, they're winners, man. And it's going to be a great game, like I said. No doubt. I, no doubt. I pick Indianapolis to win with, with a, you know, maybe a field goal. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Because, very, like I said, people are thinking like, oh, they're playing on the road. The Jets are going to hit the wall. Right. Uh, like you said, Pittsburgh got hot lately. Wow. Uh, when they went on their run, Arizona Cardinals last that's year, right. they got hot, you know, that's later right. on when it really counted. That's right. Uh, the Jets are getting hot at the right time, and when you got a team that's dangerous like that, and they believe they can win, the right. Jets believe they can win. There's no waking up saying like, "Oh, we got to go to Indianapolis." Those guys are like, "We're the Jets." That's right. We know who you are, that's right. Manning, but we got Mark Sanchez, who's our top guy, there you go. and we're behind him 100. percent That's right. And he knows, uh, you know, if he doesn't turn the ball over, the Jets have a great chance to win the ball game. They do have a good chance if, to win the he, ball if game. If he turns the ball over, that makes it even harder because you're giving Peyton Manning more possessions. But that's right. If, if they don't turn the ball over, the Jets are going to be right there in them in their face for 60 minutes playing smash mouth, Mr. Ryan Ball. Ball control. Here we come. What you have? Schoolyard. Everything. <laughs> don't, don't say schoolyard. We that's just it. say schoolyard. That's man. it. Let's go. Let's bring. Eric, let's Eric. bring the house. I, I text Eric earlier. He didn't text me back. But All right. Hey, get us. Get, get us. Get, get on the phone. He come on the show. He. The <laughs> new year. Yeah. When you say schoolyard, you know that was something that we always like. Wow. That means we're gonna cover the whole field. All out. Because we knew Andre wasn't covering nobody. Drake. He blitzing. That's it. Seth is. Just being Seth. <laughs> Seth going to get the sack. There you go. And, and we know Wes. Wes Hopkins is just, you know, he's just freelancing. Anybody hey. comes across the middle, they were going to sleep. Six six four two forty. you're going to sleep. There you go. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, yeah, you're going to sleep for a while. I actually seen him knock out Pritchard. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Hey. I thought he was dead. Hey, I, I tell you what, man. <laughs> you, you know, that, those, those, are, those, are, those are the benefits for being that big, man. Yeah. Right, so, so we got another great matchup. In the dome. That's right. And I, a lot of people talk about, hey, you know, Brett Favre going back to New Orleans. He's from Mississippi, Southern Rice right. guy. Uh, the crowd noise. Right. Forty years old when you're playing in every stadium, that's every right. arena. That's, that's right. not going to affect him at all. No, not at all. And, and, and I and I tell you what, man, how 
We got to give a hard-hitting shout-out, man, to number four, man, who's yes. 40, 40 and still holding, man. Right. Come on, number four, he's, he's putting the work. And, and, and I thought, too, at the beginning of the year that the, that Brett Favre, he was just, just going to have his, his normal six, seven games and bow out. But, man, you got to give it up to Brett Favre, man. Hard-hitting shout-out to Brett Favre, man. But they got their work, they got their work cut out this right. week. And uh, going against Drew Brees with, with one of the high-powered offenses. That's right. Uh, was a big shock last week. Uh, yeah. Reggie Reggie Bush brought the bat. He brought the wood to the game, and hey. he was actually lowering his shoulder, hey. which was surprising to me because he's more like a scat back, shifty right. back. But uh, like I said, playoff level football is a totally different level uh, playing from the regular season game because it's for all the marbles. That's right. Uh, people talk about the crowd noise in New Orleans. It is definitely, definitely. Uh, we right. went down there in 92. Right. Uh, no one expected us to win That's the ball right. game. Uh, New Orleans jumped on us real early. Uh, everybody rallied around. I remember Reggie White. I always tell people this story. Reggie <laughs> White was screaming at everybody on the sideline. But I tell you what. Everybody but I, screaming. On the, right. Reggie White's like, hey, you know, he's talking this, he's saying that. And, and B&E said some words that I can't repeat over the air. But uh, but, but I had to apologize to Big Doggy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much, you know. That's right. Shut up and play some ball. That's right. But Big Doggy told me, don't you ever do that. I said, okay, Big Doggy, thank you. Let's get play, let's play some ball. But, but I tell you what, you know, the Saints are playing for more than just, you know, a, right, a bid to the championship, man, for their whole city, man. Right. You know, at the Katrina uh, catastrophe, man. They, they, they have a lot, man, heavy hearts. They're playing, really, they playing for a lot, man, for the city, man. Like I said, um, you know, a lot of tragedy, a lot of focus is going on Haiti. Uh, let's not still forget that, you know, Katrina destroyed uh, New Orleans right. as well. And, That's right. and what these guys are doing for the city, it's actually bringing the city back together. together. That's right. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do, but this week, uh, for the last uh, couple of years, you know, since they've been, been doing good, right. the Dome has been selling out. It's That's definitely right. giving people more jobs down there, helping out with the city. Uh, I haven't been back there since, you know, since I finished playing down in New That's Orleans. Right. But uh, when you turn on the TV uh, this weekend, you're going to see a sold-out stadium. That's right. You're going to see people enjoying themselves. That's right. They're partying. The Mardi Gras, man. <laughs> hey, that's how, they, that's how they do it, man. You know, they, they make it happen. And, and good for good for the Saints, man. Good for New Orleans, man. Good for the Saints, man. And how, it was, you know, so so many lives were changed, man. But it's good, like you said, it's bringing it back together, bringing the city back together, and giving the people some hope, man, about New Orleans, man. And that's great. Uh, I have a lot of friends still back there in New Orleans. Uh, who's rebuilding still? That's but, right. But just like you said, when you see uh, the people in the stands, they ain't no more bags. No, ain't no ain't no more bags. They, these people got margaritas in their hand. They got some gumbo. They got cat, they got catfish. That's right. They got red beans and beignets. Rice. That that was one of the good things about. It. We didn't have a very good team. That's right. But we ate good. How about the beignets? <laughs> the beignets, right okay. there. The beignets down. Oh my goodness, down at the French Quarter was oof pastry. Okay, it was very pastry, very puffy. That's right. You get you a little bit of. Let me stop. But can Brett pull another one, another rabbit out of his hat? You know what? They playing I, well. I, I never, I never would go against uh, Brett Favre. I, I won't. I just won't go That's against right. him. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull out the victory. Uh, they have to be able to run the ball. Adrian Peterson definitely have to have a better game than he did last year. That's right. Uh, Brett Favre did stretch the field on the Cowboys, which allowed the running game to uh, succeed. You know, earlier, you know, later on in the game. But they have to be able to run the ball and control the clock because if you give. Drew Brees, too many possessions. Right, they're gonna hurt you. But 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 I think but I think just like you said, Adrian Peterson must step up, man. He must step up. I I, I would give I would give the uh, the edge to the the Vikings defense over the Saints, but the Saints a little bit better offense over that. But but Adrian Peterson is the he is the key. Adrian Peterson, if they can run twenty eight left and right, New Orleans gonna be in for a long night. 
And they're not very good against the run. No. Uh, they, uh, you know, it's, it's been proven all year. If you're going to beat the Saints, you can run against the Saints. But if you've got some DBs, Winfield, if that foot is hurt, you better put it in some ice-cold water, rub some sap on it, hey. wrap it in some greens. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> you better get some rest. <laughs> Spread offense, left, right. Stretch the hamstrings out because – Run, uh, this, it, that. <laughs> and whatever you do when you get to town, don't be trying to go out and, and, and see the sights and scenes. Don't eat the gumbo because it might be a little spicy for you. That's right. You know, just go on and if you got to pack a lunch, pack a lunch. That's right. Get you some sandwiches. But it's going to be interesting. It should be very interesting. It's some, you know, it's the tale of the tale of four teams, man. It should be very interesting to see who really steps up, who really wants it at this point, man. And I, I know a lot of people's choice uh, is to see, uh, you know, Sanchez against Brett Favre in, in the Super Bowl, which will be a great matchup. Uh, but it would also be great to see Peyton Manning go against uh, Drew Brett, Brees. You know, Drew Brees. Hey. Uh, Brett Favre. I, I would like to see Brett Favre go to the Super Bowl. That's right. I, I would like to see him top it off. Uh, you know, pretty much all the people that said he couldn't do it. That's right. Called him a crybaby. Called him a whiner. Uh, when you play this game. That's right. And, and you played at a high level for, for so many years. Uh, you can't call a guy a crybaby. He calls his shots, man. <laughs> you, well, you can call him. You can hate. You can hate on him. But he calls his shots. And he knows what works for him, man. You know, he knows what works for him. That, that's, that's like Michael Jordan. That's Michael right. Jordan, he called his shots. That's right. He did what he had to do. Uh, Phil Jackson let him do what he had to there do, and, and he got him some rings. Even going to the Wizards. They could have gave me $25 million. <laughs> I would have went to the Wizards. Yeah, Mike, his, his hops was gone by well, then. Hey, well, hey, well, he sold some jerseys. So uh, Sold out. So my pick, you know, Minnesota. Um, I, I like Minnesota to go down there and, and have a good showing. That's right. Uh, it's going to be tough, but, but I, I, I still got to go with the Saints. I, Saints. I would like to see the Saints win. Uh, against uh, the Colts. So I, my pick for the Super Bowl would be the New Orleans Saints against the Indianapolis Colts. And, and, and you can't go wrong. The two front runners, the Saints and the Colts. But, you know, you still have to tell the Jets and the Vikings that. So right. I, I just want to see a good game, man. This, this, unlike last year, man, you could see that who was going really who, – who team had the best momentum at the time. But this year it, it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Brett Favre, like I said, is going back home. Uh, from Mississippi, real close. Uh, there, there's a star-studded lineup down in Mississippi. I heard there's a sighting of Mr. Woods down there in Mississippi as well uh, <laughs> at some kind of camp. I don't stay know what at, ca- stay it, at the woods, Tiger. Yeah, it, it ain't no boot camp, but he down there well, at some kind of camp. So, well, El Tigre, I hope you're down there working on your uh, putting. No, no putting. <laughs> no, that's what got you in trouble, the putting. No, the driver is what got him in trouble. Well, <laughs> the driver well, is what got him in trouble. But we won't talk about that. That's right. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, the NBA All-Star selection came out. Uh, the reserves will be announced next week. Right. Uh, I know I was talking about this with, with Kwame Lasser. He picked it early in the year. He said when AI went to Philadelphia, he was going to make the All-Star team. That's right. Now, AI is starting guard on the NBA there All-Star team. There it is. Now, I'm a, I, I, I like to see AI. I'm there an AI go. fan. I, I call it like I see it. Uh, I'm sure people said they didn't like number 29. He was too small, couldn't right, do this. Right. But when, when, number three. When, when things are deservingly for you as far as uh, the honor of being in the NBA All-Star game, okay, if you're a reserve, that's fine. But to be starting – and the NBA All Star, hey. and on the losing team, and really not playing that good. Well, hey, he I, should he should turn I, in his eyes. It's it's popularity. I mean, you know, the fans get involved, and and they they made it to where the fans got involved. The fans get involved. The fans voted him in. So guess, guess what? Number three. You know, you got Stucky uh, from Detroit who's playing right. good, but he's not on the winning team. You got Rajon Rondo who's playing great. Right. Maybe they should get some tattoos and some braids. No, I don't know about that. Or maybe they need to change their name to the answer. 
He ain't the answer no more. Oh, he's the I'm, answer. I'm, I'm kind of questioning him right now. He's still the answer. And, and the fans that's out there that voted for AI. Now, that's right. AI, 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 AI. You the man, AI. Yeah. Always in the heart. Number, oh, no, no, number no, three. But when no you talk about the NBA All-Star NBA All-Star. Voted him in. Boo for the selection committee. No Whoever doubt. voted for that, well, boo who to you. Now, like I said, I, Philly is, is our town. That's right. But when you talk AR about things that guy. need to be deservingly, that's, that goes to say, like, you know, I know when you had great years in Philadelphia, well, Hardy Nickerson was getting voted in before you. Mike Singletary, last year, he got voted in. And now, now you were, now, I, I, I had to go with, yeah, I had yeah, to bite yeah, the bullet. Yeah, I, I seen the face, and I was talking to Kwame, you know, had a great year here in, in, in Arizona. Uh, my year in Kansas City led the league uh, in interceptions and return yards. That's right. Uh, Dale Carter and James Hasty uh, ended up making the uh, Pro Bowl team, deservingly so because they were the two best corners. Actually, we were the three best corners right, right. in the NFL. But uh, you just get snotty like that when you got the fans voting on, on things like that. You wonder, like, okay, I know they can't take three players from the same team, but why let, not? I, I didn't see that. I didn't see it. Well, I ended up going down there anyway. They, they pay for everybody to go down there. Right. Uh, Dale Carter, if you're out there listening, him and James Hasty, good looking out for the family because they fool us all down. Because that's right. Like, I mean, that's whack. How can you lead the league? Well, you know, it's, it's popularity, though. You know, you got to sign. You got to shake a lot of hands. You got to say the right things. And, you know, you, you, you got to be visible. You know, the way we played. I don't know how visible. I don't know. How, well, I was only five. Six, I, so I, I don't know how much visible I could be. Chili. But 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 you know that after after the game, I didn't go. To, I didn't go to the you know, I didn't go to the 50 yard line. Sit down, shake nobody. Yeah. You know, I, I, I went off. I, I think you even taped up the Nike on your shoe. I had to. You was kind of re- you. Yeah, uh-huh. you was doing a lot of things. I was like, oh, I, I, wasn't, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute now. This dude could get paid a lot of money for what. These, these Nikes and he taping them up. Well, and then, and then we had to wear the towels. And I was now I was probably making maybe right five thousand a game. Hey. Uh, I was getting fined five thousand a game yeah. for wearing the towel. It, they it was like, was man, you better wear that towel, little dude. You on the defense? That's I'm right. Like, and mom's called. She's like, uh, you you tell them to pay your fine. <laughs> you better take that towel off. <laughs> it's it's ninety degrees down there. You still got a towel on. You ain't sweating. That's right. There you go. So uh, we got a caller online. Uh, Kwame, Kwame, you out there? Hey, fellas, how you guys doing? Good, hey, what's good. going on? Appreciate you calling in, buddy. Hey, man, I was having such a great time listening to your show. I wasn't going to call in because, I mean, y'all was putting together a pretty good show. I, 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 was, I was enjoying listening to it. We appreciate that, man. That's Kwame Lassie. Let everybody know what days your show is on, man. I got to give you some love. Man, my show is on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings at 11 o'clock. I'm sorry, 10 o'clock, you know, at Pacific Standard Time. You know, it's 10 o'clock, uh, 11 on the East Coast. But you guys were talking about the NBA, man, and I was just um, – that that all star selection. <laughs> I knew you were gonna call it on that one. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I mean, <laughs> I'm right. telling you, you guys, it was good. The show sounds good. You guys are doing a great job. So I'm just listening. But then there's something I did want to talk about because we talked about this way back. But you know, guys like AI, who I'm a fan of AI. That's your guy, boy. That's your boy. We're from the same hometown. That's so, right. <laughs> but this guy should not be starting in the NBA. I think the fans got too much of a. Um, uh, they they vote way too much as far as All Star. Now, granted, it's a it's a big event and you want to see your favorite players. But what about the guys that deserving it for? Now, what does it what does it stands for? Like the Pro Bowl, uh, it's a lot of guys with great numbers that don't get to go to the Pro Bowl. That's right. And um, you know, like Trace McGrady, haven't played a play, haven't shot a ball. I don't even think he's practicing now. But he's on um he's he's real cool with Yami, and a lot of people get to vote. A lot of people vote um, on this. And I think the fan way too heavily. On on these uh, all star on these Pro Bowls, it shouldn't be that. It should be the guys you you play against, uh, and then it should be more coaches. That's right. And then the fans should have like a twenty twenty five percent that can weigh heavily on, you know, who goes. 
I want to know, uh, it goes to show how popular Allen Ivan still is. That's right. Uh, you know, you got all these people that, that voted him in. You think of, like I said, I, I will pick Rajon Rondo as, as a good player who's uh, on, on a winning basketball team. Uh, you got Stucky down in Detroit who's, uh, you know, they traded Chauncey Billups to get this guy uh, the starting job. That's so, right. Uh, for AI, like I said, I have nothing against him. Hall of Fame career would definitely be in the Hall of Fame. But when you're talking about an honor as far as being on the All-Star team, I, I agree with you as well. I don't think he deserves to be uh, as a starter. starter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he should come off the bench for a lot of guys who's playing now. But I guess when you get on TV, you go back to your hometown and you're able to shed a couple of tears. And those are some real tears. <laughs> yeah, those are some, those are some, real, those are some real tears now. He wasn't talking about practice. He wasn't talking about practice. Those are some real tears, but come on now. You you give it to the guys who deserve it, who's putting that work in. AI coming in there, it was, a, it was an emotional event. It was emotional going back. And it would probably have been the same for uh, any one of us. That's right. And uh, but this guy goes back home. It, he he had a, he doesn't have the numbers that these guys who have this plan right now. Well, That's shoot, right. if I'd have known that would have worked back then, I would have probably shed some tears too. But it I'd is. Have, I'd have put a no. I can't put it a is what up. it is. I, I couldn't put Don't a tear. Don't pull a tear. No, That's no, it. I would never cry on no TV because I. Well, well, we do. You guys hold a show because I, I talk about it a lot of time on my show. When is it a good time to cry? You don't look like the Tebow situation. He cried. Or do you cry because you lost the game, or do you cry because you leaving the school? When is a good time to cry? Do you cry when T.O., when somebody's talking about his quarterback? When is a good time for an athlete to cry? I mean, you guys think about that. Put, maybe make a show out of it. Okay. When is a good time to cry? When is a good time, When is a good time All you ladies out there, I know you would love to hear that. When is a good time hey. to cry for alpha male? For a professional athlete who put the work in all off season, all spring ball, all winter training, and then during the season, when is there a good time? Now I did, I did cry. I, I remember our rookie no doubt. year uh, when no we doubt. played against the Cowboys. We lost down there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have the best game. Uh, Michael Irvin, he was on fire. That's right. Uh, if you, I cried. Good you thing. cried as a professional? Yeah, yeah. I, I cried, man. That's I cried. Right. Uh, you know, because I, I, as a rookie, you know, it felt like I let ten guys down that worked so hard. That was, uh, you know, definitely in the league before me. You had one of the best defenses in the league, and I gave up some big plays to Michael Irvin. I felt like I let those guys down. But I tell you this, I think your crime benefits you in the long run because you knew you was playing against some stud guys on that uh, that Eagles defense, and uh, it made you the player. You went to, you went back to the blueprint, made you the player you were uh, while you was playing your days. Uh, I heard you guys talking about uh, Keith Jackson. Uh, yeah, people take your size for granted, but when you showed up there, you played uh, like six two. You went out there and made some plays. That's right. That's little Mac. Right but then there. you know that that goes back to. Okay, I cry. I let these guys down. This is never gonna happen again. This goes back to you going to the drawing board, reinventing yourself. Like, how I'm gonna play this? What I'm gonna do inside, outside? Take away something? He's not getting it back. You became one of the um, one of the best coins in the league in the time you was playing. I definitely appreciate the shout out. That's my man Kwame last Kwame week. Last shout out on Tuesdays. At what time is that? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, definitely appreciate you uh, putting me and Byron down for the NFL alumni tournament that we got going on next week. We got thirty seconds. We'll be at what Akatil next Saturday. We'll That's be right. at Akatil next Saturday, man. Anytime I'm doing something, you know, you guys are more than welcome to come. I'll, I'll give you calls later and let you know about that mock race. But I enjoyed the show, man. All, All right, right, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. That's Kwame, Kwame Lasser. Uh, Kwame Lasser. Of the, it was on the corners, but That's right. We're out of time already, man. Let me give a shout-out to my girl, Tracy Morgan, back there for giving us a shout-out at the Stellar Awards. Stellar Awards. Hard-hitting radio shout-out Make out it happen. Mrs. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I know you're out there listening. Keith, roll, tide, roll. I know you hate to hear that.
But we'll be back next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. AZ Time, 6 p.m. Eastern That's Standard right. Time on Voice America Sports. Or you can check us out on hardhittingradio.com. I'm your host of the show, and I'm ready to go. Mark McMillan, my man in the middle. B&E, and we be got blessed. Car All right. On lock. Keeping it on lock. See you later. Isaiah. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up. We some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you for reason to tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. If you're sports and feeling, we're bringing the cutting edge for the sports season. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.